Welcome to Achieving Your Child's Potential podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I am an educator, speaker, mentor, and author. I believe in the importance of helping children reach their potential so they will become well-rounded, intelligent citizens with positive influence and impact in society. Join me to hear from experts who can help give parents access to the best skills, strategies, tools, and resources to help their children be successful and ultimately excel in the world. Hello, everyone. It's Helen Panos, Dynamis Learning Academy. Thank you for coming back and uh, joining us for Achieving Your Child's Potential podcast. And I have a special guest today for you, McPatty Langston. Hello, McPatty. How are you doing? Good. Good to see you, Helen. Thank you for having me on the show today. Great. Um, I wanted to bring McPatty on because she's got a very important topic that I feel a lot of parents need to hear about, and that is organization. Yes. Uh, McPatty, tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, you know, tell us a little bit about your business and how you journeyed from where you were to starting McOrganize. Well, as a child, I knew I had a gift with organizing because my mother was ADD. I don't know if any of you are familiar with ADHD. I call it brain farts. Sorry to say that word. (laughs) A lot of times when you tell somebody a sequential thought pattern of get this and this, they come back. I had it yesterday when I was organizing someone and they don't have A and B. So I knew early on that I had to be kind of resource for my mom because my mom was really not good at organizing. Mm -hmm. And so the reason I'm in this business is because I love to see people change and you really can change with good boundary setting and consistent environment of stability. And I have seen great results because the thing about ADHD people, they're the funnest people on earth, really, because (laughs) they're the thinkers, they're the creators. And the other thing is, I'm going to tell you as parents, you cannot return them. No, you have them. (laughs) You sometimes feel like you would like to return them. I also raised somebody that had it. So I completely understand. And I have also a teaching background. And my favorite students are people that have ADHD. So ADHD people are a unique type of personality because they are not sequential thinkers. They do not go from A to B to C to D. They think A, Z, G, D. And you're like, whoa, as a parent, if you don't process the way they process, there's sometimes this kind of challenge you once in a while you meet in the middle because they're going up the ladder and you're going sequentially this way. So sometimes you meet, but it's not all the time. And that's why it's great to have Helen and other people for resource because we understand how it can get on your nerves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ADHD and executive functioning. So yeah, they get coupled quite a bit together because typically if you have you an ADHD child and they typically have executive functioning, which is what McPatty's kind of referring to, right? So then that affects their 
organization. <laughs> and and I, will you tell you, to play. <laughs> I will tell you, I have written a book about organizing because I've seen the pain. People don't understand the pain that's involved with organizing. I've seen tears, lots of them. Mm-hmm. People don't understand people with ADHD or people that aren't organized. And I'm not going to tell you, there are tons of smart people with ADHD, tons. But the difference between them and maybe someone else, they turn in the assignment. The person <laughs> that right. maybe, this is a difference. Someone else may turn in the assignment and the other person that's smarter doesn't turn it in. So their grade is lower because mm-hmm. of being not organized and turning in the project. Right. Yeah, I see a lot of tears. So I wrote a book, Magically McOrganized. Here's the book. For those of you that are watching Amazon, and it's a great book. It's a great resource because it has nine things per chapter to do. There are activities and it really does help. And I really feel there's no hopeless case. It's just people that haven't been introduced to organization or different ways of organizing. That is seems to be the problem, but there's really no hopeless case. Your kid is frustrated because a lot of times you cannot communicate mm. because you and your kid are not sequentially thinking the same. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, of course, adults have it. And you, you know, if they have papers everywhere or, you don't, you know, you don't have things organized. You know who you are. Um, and back then they didn't know this was related. Probably to ADHD. You know, I won't give away our age or anything, but you know, back then they didn't know that was related to ADHD. <laughs> so, um, so why is organizing important as a skill? Let's say, especially for kids. So we'll t- go back to speaking about kids. Well, the number one reason it's important it's because when you're in your senior home, they can remember to bring you what you want. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was the same. Why is organization important for kids? Because the kids that do better in life and in business and in college are what? Organized. Mm. And they don't teach organizing any anymore. It's, it's, a, it's a learned skill. And I really feel that being organized is the advantage. I have a child right now who uh, was not exactly too organized when he came out of the womb. Uh, he was he was trained by the best and he's in Georgia Tech right now for the NBA. So to get someone in the league of my um, son, uh, my son's done exceedingly well academically and why? And he, he definitely needed resource. He is doing well because he had a consistent structured environment. I keep this, people go, what? Consistent, structured environment. That's too hard in today's society. But here's the deal. Every day, right after school, organized. He knew when he had to do his homework. Mm. He had a time and he couldn't do anything else till he did the homework because you already know it's called that point of no return. Anyone ever have that? Yeah, not returning till the next day. He is not doing anything he's being told. So, I mean, I raised a very difficult, impulsive child with H. And the thing about it, hyperactivity, and people have no idea unless you're doing this type of parenting, what it's like. It is very challenging. I don't have it. So I really had to come up with ideas. So that's why I'm a great organizer 
for you and your children, because I get it. I know how you feel where you're going crazy. Well, because people don't understand unless you've had the experience. I've had 18 years of experience. And once you have the experience, the thing that's exciting is when you're going to see the growth. These children have the capability of changing their brain till they're 17. You can change a child's brain till they're 17 and really and a half. Mm -hmm. This is a gift. So I'm saying learn structured, consistent environment. Now, when do you have that plan for the homework? Mm -hmm. If you don't have a plan, it's not going to happen. And you already have to get real. If you're working and you have other children and you have one child with needs resource and you don't have that much energy, the deal is to keep a consistent calendar where they have predictability, which they love. Why do you think people in corporate America do so well? Because they have predictably, predictab- predictability, look at me, <laughs> of being there at a certain time and a certain place and they can produce. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like that structure. Now, not everyone needs that structure, but I'm saying this population really needs this structure to be accountable because if you don't have a time and a date when they do their homework, let me tell you, you might as well just start drinking those cocktails at four. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're going to be stressed. You're going to be stressed. And I don't want you as a parent to be stressed. So if you have these plans implemented of when they're doing their homework, mm. what, what about the food? What it, why do you have to do everything? I'm going to tell you something today. This is, I'm passing this golden nugget. See this golden nugget <laughs> parents out there. Plant this seed. The more your children do for themselves, the better they're going to be in the world. This is what I'm going to tell you right now. The number one thing I see that's terrible in this society is problem solving. The parents want to problem solve for the child. Mm. The people whose children solve their own problems do the best in life. Mm. My mother, the gift I got from my mother well, my mom was an emergency room nurse and she really didn't have a lot of time to talk on the phone. So anytime I would call her, she'd say, you can solve that problem. You have the ability to solve the problem and I have confidence in you. So as an adult, I am an exceptional problem solver in every corporate job I've had and including my own business, I'm good at solving problems. The thing is, if you don't let your child solve the problems while they're with you, and then they go to college, I've seen kids go out of control at college because they didn't know how to solve their problems. So you're there monitoring. So let them fail at home. Mm, I agree. When uh, you were talking about structure, we have two kids that we uh, tutor that I tell you that that's got to be the most structured family I've seen so far because it is the they've stayed with the same date since we've been tutoring those girls, those sisters for like two years now. Um, And they've never moved off the Tuesday date. And I think, you know, they know when they come back from home from school that the tutor is going to be there at four o'clock to do the first one. Then that one finishes with her tutoring. Then the uh, young, the older one, the younger one goes to swim lessons and then the young, the older one gets tutored. And then when she's done, then she goes to swim lessons. And so it's like very 
structured the way the parents have set it up and it's never changed. They don't even like us trying to change it to another date. It's very structured. The kids know it. They expect it <laughs> and they get their work done. So like, for instance, instead of waiting around to get their homework done after they get home from school, then they've already knocked it out. They're done. And then they can go to their swim lessons and come back. They've already kind of eaten actually a little bit of snack. Then I, I'm assuming they come back and eat dinner. And then it's time almost to go to sleep. So yeah, structure is very important. So what other tips can you give for organizing children, not only schoolwork, but I'm sure, I don't know, what would your son say to this day is a couple things that he definitely uses since you mentioned uh, he's successful now. It could be closets. It could be closets. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you what my son said to me a couple of months ago. I go, you're so successful. You know, he works full time and goes to college at night. He, he's on his fifth degree. And tell the audience how old he is now. 26. How, how, how old? 26. 26. Okay. And I said, why are you so su successful? And he said, why am I successful? Because I don't have a lot of things around me. Mm -hmm. And I go, what? He goes, mom, I live as a minimalist. Mm -hmm. And he says, the less things you have around you, the less you have to deal with them. Or look so at He has, <laughs> well, you, you don't have to deal with all this minutia. He has the basics. His house, I would say, is just the basics. He doesn't have extra filler things. And mm -hmm. he says, whatever I don't need, I get rid of. And I'm going to tell you, I work with a lot of kids in their rooms. And the number one thing I see is what? Too much stuff. A lot of stuff. Toys. Think about it. When you have too much stuff, I call them clogged arteries of things. What happens? Nothing happens. It's mm -hmm. just, they just sit there. They don't play with it. Less is best. My opinion is five things, even in the room, five things. Five major things. Maybe you have, um, okay, a lot of kids are into paintball. Maybe you have the paintball thing in the room. Maybe you have the computer. Don't do more than five things in a room. One thing about kids that have ADHD, they get overstimulated quickly and then they dart to something else. So your job is to keep them focused. So you have less things, they have less. Distraction. The thing about what you were talking about earlier is kids that get anxious, kids that get anxious. I'm going to tell you, I've been around a lot of kids that are really, really nervous because they don't have that predictability in their schedule. The predictability in the schedule, kids love it. Mm -hmm. Do not like this brain fart where everything is craziness because they do not feel settled insecure. So I'm saying, you know, your parents to the advantage, if you keep them on that schedule, they perform well. Not only do they perform well, their attitude is better and they're not as anxious. And I've got a funny story. So I was teaching uh, English at a couple of schools. And before I would teach a class, I would do mindful meditation. And this is another tip for you. Mindful meditation is I would sit there for maybe two minutes and I just would have them breathe. Just like right now. Why don't you guys, everybody take a breath right now. Take a deep breath and then relax, blow it out. And the universe is taking care of you. We're gonna have a great day today. Your English assignment is gonna go fantastic. 
We're going to connect with everybody and it's going to be peaceful. And take one more breath. And then I would tell the kids this. So one day I went into the classroom and I'm going to tell you, my classes were so great. When I do this little mantra, I'd have them just two or three minutes of this. I'd have them have their um, shoulders, shoulders all the way up to the ears and I shake out the energy. And then they go and I give them their assignment and they work. So one day, <laughs> that's right. One day I didn't do it. And this one girl comes up to me like two minutes after the class started. She goes, where's our mindful meditation? <laughs> she missed it. <laughs> she said, it's the only thing I was looking for. And I'm laughing because I, I actually forgot it that day. And she said, it's the best part of your class. Isn't that interesting how that became the best part of my class? Because a lot of kids are so in the head all day long and then they come home and they don't even have one second to go. <sighs> and I was teaching at um, schools that were definitely pushing the kids and they really didn't have a lot of free time or breathing. So that, that's why the kids enjoyed just taking a few breaths, people, parents, come on. Even you could take the breaths with them, mindful meditation. And these are a few tips. The other tip that I loved is we did everything the night before and I would have the list, but I wouldn't say anything because I wanted to see how good he was at it. And he went to a school for middle school that with me, I remember being in the car and he's saying, I don't have my agenda. Here's what I'd say. You have to suffer the consequences. It's not my problem. Yeah, again, children that solve their own problems do better in life. All right. I agree. And adults too. <laughs> and the thing about it, being codependent with your kid and solving their problems and giving them everything is a terrible paradigm. I have seen so many suicides and so many kids depressed because they didn't even know what to do because their parents solved the problem. They gave them all the money. My next door neighbor, unfortunately, um, very young, uh, passed away from drugs and, um, very entitled. And I'm saying entitlement is an old paradigm. People don't give into that. Giving your kids everything doesn't let them solve the problem. It actually, when you give them a, a lot of kids get too much money. Mm. And then what happens is this is where they get the drugs. So where they get the alcohol because you were giving them too much money. Let them be busy. Let them solve problems. Let them have success. And, and that's what I'm seeing you know, right now I had a conversation with a friend of mine today. Um, she has an 18 year old and a 19 year old and she's, they've never worked ever in their life. And um, she's like, well, I have to, and she has no money and she's had, got to figure out how she's going to get him insurance. And I'm looking at her like, are you this insane? And she's got to get them insurance and she's got to get them cars. And I go, why, why do you even have to do this? My kid did everything on his own. Why do you need to do this? I cut him, my kid off at 18, but, and he's extremely successful because he actually was able to solve his own problem. The thing is, she says, well, they need cars. I go, they don't need cars. You can, they can work and, and make money online. There's tons of online jobs now. Hello, what are we all doing? We're all on Zoom calls. People, Amazon's all online. All these big corporations. I just gave my nephew a bunch of jobs that are virtual. Yep. And the thing why I'm saying being online it's because she's like, well, they need cars. I'm like, this is an old paradigm. 
if you notice, everyone I deal with nowadays has some type of online presence with their employment. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not your employment, you and I are still online all the time. I see you a lot out there on the Zoom calls. Yeah, I'm online all the time. <laughs> I'm laughing because everything's changed, but nothing's changed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The same thing has to be the same structure even when we were offline. Mm -hmm. The time that you're going to do the homework, the time you're going to eat. People, plan. I used to plan at 9 a.m. what I'm making for dinner that night. Mm -hmm. Because your family is hungry, they are not going to be in a good mood. And some people, have have kids, some people have a lot of kids will plan from Sunday for the entire week. I am saying whatever you need to do, my thing is, as a parent, you need to have that day what you're going to serve for dinner mm -hmm. figured out early 9 a.m. Even if you're doing pizza delivery, at least you figured it out what you're going to do. The next thing for your kids is that predictability that they, they have places. This is very important. People have the same place where they do the homework. Not one day it's in the back seat of the car. I mean, this is not good for your child. Mm. I would try to plan a place and a time where your kid has space that he could be kind of alone with him himself in his in their thoughts just to do their homework or yeah. to read. Some because a lot of people throw these kids, I've seen it, they're all on the kitchen table and there's no peace and they don't want to be there because it's too much commotion. So if you can find a quiet place where they can be just to, to get their thoughts together and try to do some of their work. Mm -hmm. And I know it seems like if these are really like basic ideas. Well, I'm in a lot of homes and these basic ideas aren't implemented. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is the kids are not doing what you as a parent and the schools are saying that where they should be. They're not there because they're not. The other thing I'm gonna say is this exercise Okay. Clearing exercise, in my opinion, minimum 30 minutes a day, minimum 30 minutes a day. I would do 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the evening. My kid required a lot of exercise and I require a lot of exercise just to keep sane. The thing is, people don't understand that it really changes. It's like changing the channel on your TV. Once you start changing these channels, they you can get more from your kids when they are not uptight because every cell in their molecule in their body it has not been released because they've been pent up in a house all day long mm -hmm. so these are just basic things they sound very corny and like oh so basic come on people <laughs> let's ask ourselves if everybody is doing that right take a little checklist, right. nice take a checklist. and the other thing is don't forget your sense of humor <laughs> <laughs> because I've seen a lot of parents, I'm fed up. I'm like, oh, I've been there myself. But uh, comedy does help. <laughs> comedy does. All right, help. it does. And I'm glad you brought up problem solving because what kids also have to realize is they can fail. It's not always going to be successful the first time, the second time. It's just Correct. a matter of practicing. So that helps build up, you know, their stamina, their intelligence, yes. independence, it's okay for them to fall on their face and make the wrong call. And then they can look to the adult and say, Oh, let's talk about this. You know, why did this work like this? Well, maybe you should have 
did you think about doing it this way instead? You know, until they try these things, then they are going to fall at first. Right. Another so, thing I want to bring up is the it's that? try and fail, try and fail, try and fail. The thing that I'm going to tell you that gives the kid the confidence is when they've tried and failed and then they get it. Then your kid is like, oh, I got it. And when I was teaching English at three separate schools and when I was teaching English, I got to tell you, there's a lot of kids that, uh, you know, they're from different countries and they really didn't have the grasp on the English, English language like we do. And I would, I would, I would pull them aside quietly. I wouldn't broadcast it to the world. Oh, you just messed up. No, I would say privately, this is an idea that maybe you could work on this for next week and we'll see if we can get you up the next level. And guess what? These kids were motivated. Mm. I tell their parents, let's work on that. And I would see strides. I'm going to tell you right now. Baby steps. <laughs> you don't have to be that smart. You just need to be organized <laughs> because I have met a lot of smart people that are really disorganized mm -hmm. and I find it's such a detriment mm -hmm. because when you have it hand in hand, organized and being smart, well, you can propel to the next level. But people that are disorganized, I find a lot of times, even though they're very smart, I find them going downward in a spiral because they don't know how to bring the organizing with the brains. It, it just, it, 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 it's, it's not successful. And the thing is, what are we trying to do as parents? We're trying as parents, okay, I don't know about you guys, but as a parent, I was trying to make my kids successful that I could go on with my own journey without having to always be resource for my kid. The most important thing about organizing, in my opinion, is that you launch them to the next level. And I'm not telling you being organized is having a house that looks like HGTV when your house really looked like hoarders. Anyone else? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, Good organization is when anyone comes in your space or your office, they can figure out what is going on. That is good organization because that's systemization. Mm -hmm. And that becomes important as adults too, because I've lost a friend just, you know, out of the blue, she passed away and her family was able to get in there and they live in Michigan and be able to find all the important papers and things that they need because they're not living with her every day today. And they were able to find her passwords or usernames, all that. So that adults, we're going to talk to you now for a second. <laughs> it's important for you to be organized as well <laughs> because you're, it's amazing. Like one thing they couldn't get into for some reason was her email or her phone, I think her cell phone. They tried all passwords that they thought they could try, but that's something to think about is you need to have like an emergency file. Maybe your child needs to have an emergency file, right? If they have- I personally think everyone at every age needs an emergency yep. file. I worked with a lady, are you ready? 89 years old, a couple of months ago. And when I was working with her, um, we were working on organizing paperwork. And guess what? She had files with all the numbers of passwords to get in 
banking, everything. And part of my job was getting that all organized for her. What a difference. And the reason I was working there is she had tons of paperwork from another sibling and we, we merged it all together so they could have like a really cool family tree. It was a fun project, but I'm saying again, every age needs to have some type of format or somewhere where you know where to go and find the information. I don't want to brag, but I'm on a couple of people's wills because they said, you're the only one that knows where everything is. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> like, well, did I get money in that? They go, no, well, you just, you, they can call you because you know, <laughs> you know where all the passwords are. That's true. I mean, children need an emergency file too, the more I think about it, because they're on medications or just different things. I mean, it's amazing what we got to do today that we weren't doing even 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you don't think about the emails and how would people get into your email and your Facebook account and how would they get into your cell phone? We got to think about all these things nowadays. It's kind of interesting. So what can you do as a parent or what can our parents do to help children learn to organize more efficiently? I know we've talked about a few things. Is there one other main thing that comes to mind? I know spacing is important. Okay, I'm going to say a couple of things. I'm going to give you three things. The first thing is have your kid write it down. What do you need to do to organize for tomorrow morning? Let them write it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they know they have, okay, let them do it. Don't you tell them, stop being the dictator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what all half the parents are. I'm being well, it's easier. Uh, here's what parents tell me all the time. Well, it's easier if I just tell them, no, no, no. <laughs> write a list. The next thing is let them pick out their clothing and what they're going to wear the next day. Let them do it. The next thing is, what are they going to pack for their food? Like, even if they're at home on a Zoom call, have them pack a lunch. Have them do it. Again, you're not doing the work. You're just guiding them like Mm -hmm. a teacher would. Right, Helen? Yep, that's correct. (laughs) You're not doing the work because the thing about, again, it all goes down to what? Problem solving solve your own problem. The people that actually use these synapses, atriums and detriums, you know, when you're solving your problems, you're using different brain waves. Okay. And remember with ADHD kids, they need a little more resource than mm-hmm. regular kids. This is why I am telling you, just get your magic wand and say, <laughs> figure <laughs> it out, figure it out. What are you doing? So, right. Your tips are solve your own problems. <laughs> How are you going to solve it? And the other thing is, I always tell my son, I have complete confidence that you could solve this problem. Yeah. You give them that wand that you have confidence and they feel happy. They're, they're happy. The other thing is, do you want these little no, children to hang in your house for their life? No, you want them out of the nest. You want them flying out of the nest. Mm. When they're 18, you don't want to deal with them again. No mm. offense, but. Not until they have grandchildren. <laughs> it starts I'm over. just saying, I'm saying you want to launch successful people in the world. Launch them. 
Don't be getting them codependent with you that you're doing everything and that you're solving all their problems. Even when they get, you know, their license in their car, get them to have jobs, get them to pay for it. Why are you always paying for everything? Even if it's, to think about this, even if it's a 10 hour a week job, I used to do a, a 20 hour a week job or 10 when I was in college at first to start off with. And then I went yes. to 20 hours same here. Same here. I did. I did 20. And, and that's why it's harder to say, but. And look no at how exceptional Helen and I are <laughs> because we had jobs. I started working at 15, <laughs> but I was, I was raised by a single parent. Me too. In the hood. 15. And so when you're in the hood, you're always like, Ooh, okay, I got to like get this together. But I'm saying you can do it, parents. I'm going to, I know right now you're totally frustrated. I've been on your journey where you're like, where should I go with this? Consistent environment. Mm. Consistent. Yeah. Number one, consistent environment. I agree. And, and, I, it can't I be did dark, and then and they can't be they, with no lighting. And, it and can't they have dark. workstations. I agree. You're gonna sit. And then food planning. Meal planning. Yeah. Weekly food planning with the family. Mm -hmm. Monday night at our house was pizza night. And the other thing I'm going to tell you now, everyone's going to scream at me for this one. Uh, my son can clean a toilet. Oh yeah. My son can do work because every weekend from nine to one, we had a cleaning day because we didn't have a lot of money at first to hire anyone. Mm -hmm. I still don't even hire one because I'm good at this. And our son was also involved with the cleaning and tasks and the home. You are doing your kid a disservice if he doesn't know how to take out the trash or mow the lawn or clean a bathroom. I agree. I, I, when you're talking about milk planning, not a bad idea if they're old enough and they have a favorite meal and they know how to make it, put them on the schedule and that's their day. Maybe it's Wednesday. Right. Scrambled eggs are delicious when they're made by someone else. <laughs> when they're made. When they're made by you, you're like, well, but if someone else makes them and they're hot and they have some cheese, they are delicious. I'm just telling you, <laughs> I'm laughing, but this is the thing is when you're in this, okay, I'm not going to tell you, it's kind of like being in a washing machine when you're parenting. You're like, oh my God, it's a door ever. <laughs> oh, resource. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, when you're in it, it's because it, it takes a lot of energy and then you're trying to work or you have other kids and you have a husband and you're trying to have a life and then you're in this washer machine, mm -hmm. in the washer, and then the door opens, you're like, oh, relief. And you wanna run away and you don't wanna, you don't wanna implement these systems. Okay, being the parole officer and the police officer is not exactly fun as a parent. No. <laughs> and it's, it, I mean, it really isn't. And, and, and that's how it is. You, a lot of times you're feeling like you are like the police officer telling them, Oh, you have to do this and you have to do, but you know what? If you're not telling them something, someone else is going to be telling them. Mm, yeah. And, and it may not be the right person telling them. No. I mean, you want to, you want to have it like it's good at your house that they, they understand that it's, they're not privileged elitist that are living in your house where everything is done for them. They have to learn how to do stuff. themselves. The kids that have the best self-esteem, what work, they know how to do stuff. Right. I so want to tell you one last thing. Okay. Sure. The most important story that I, I told to, uh, to another group last week, I had a family of five children and from 13 years old 
all the way down, five kids. And the wife was going a little crazy with this disorganization because she had five kids. Mm -hmm. And I went in there and what I worked on was the pantry. And I got the pantry so organized and I put, you know, signage on where different food items were supposed to go. And the next week when I came to their house, the five kids ran out and they said, we love you, Miss McOrganizer, because the kids had a predictable system where to put their food in. The first kid that was five years old said, I love that I know where my food is now, Miss Patty. And then the other kid that was 13, she says, I love when we get out of the car that we know where to put our food. This is one system, just one system, a pantry. That's now everyone in the household is happy because it's a predictable system. This is how I'm showing you how a system works. Everyone knows the system. Everyone understands the system and the system is working. That is the key to the game, people. Love to work with you. Tell our our audience how they can reach you, how they can work with you. You, I think you're giving a discount. Yes, I'm going to give a discount for when you call because the connection to Helen, I work in three hour increments. I love working with teens or preteens on their room. Uh, No offense. I don't want you in the room with us. (laughs) (laughs) You can come by and look, but I'm saying I love to work with teens because uh, the, the game is I can teach kids about organization to the next level, especially with the room or even how to do their homework. And uh, I, can, I can be reached on uh, social media. I'm on every social media, Facebook. And I'm also on Instagram. I mean, I'm on everything. Patty, I have a weird name, McPatty, M-C-P-A-T-T-I, Langston. And also my book, Magically McOrganized. This is a good reference to get for your kids. I've had a lot of teenagers read it and they love it because it's an easy read and it's very, very clear and it has ideas for them. Is that on Amazon? Or sorry, it's on Amazon. This book is on Amazon. The other thing is uh, you can, uh, my number, she, she, she'll put my number out there on the link. But I'm going to tell you right now, there is no hopeless situation. There really isn't. The, it, 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 you just have to, what you focus on creates your reality. Focus on your kid's going to be successful. Okay. So what your kid has ADHD or some resource issues or, and he's in, you know, all kinds of meetings that you have to go to with some really strange people. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But here's the deal. You can change their energy. You can change. Yes. Their minds can change up to 17, put the energy into it. What you focus on creates your reality. Focus on your kids. It's a short journey. Enjoy it while you can. And thank you so much, Helen, for having me on with Patty Langston, Clearing Clutter with Clarity. And what two things. Give me your favorite quote. I think it's by Socrates. You remember? The unexamined life is not worth living. Mm, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. Philosophy 101. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then give us two things you are thankful for. I added that into this uh, season of my podcast. I am grateful actually for the Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. I really am. 
because I think I'm doing more things than I ever thought was possible on this format. And I'm also uh, have a new appreciation for nature. I used to do nature light. That means you used to drive by nature while you're driving to your <laughs> <laughs> And now I'm doing more uh, natural things by walking in the park and and it's just in going to Lake Lanier where I used to just drive by and not really, really get, noticed. yeah, you, I mean, you, you were there, but you weren't in it. So I'm grateful just that, you know, we're alive and, um, and I'm grateful for Helen for getting me on the show and it's just a great world. And if you're not in joy and you're not happy every day, Something's got to change. You got to get more organized. (laughs) You can have more time to go do all these things and enjoy nature and take it all in. Yeah, because, (laughs) and that's another show for another day, but (laughs) (laughs) that was last week's show. We're on this week's show. But it, it, people, keep in the higher vibe. You Mm -hmm. have one chance with these beautiful children. You have the gift to teach them. Mm. what's up for the next journey teach them well be positive i agree and the child that does the best is when the your eyes light up when they walk in the room Mm -hmm. because you that's a great way to end the show where we say keep it all uplifted and energetic in a high energy right (laughs) so Thank you very much, McPatty. I appreciate you coming on today and talking about organization and great, great, great tips given to parents just on the show. So if you're looking for a little bit more, which believe me, I'm sure three hours of McPatty's time with your team could do wonders (laughs) for anybody. So make sure you reach out to her and the information will be on the the text notes. And she mentioned uh, her book, McOrganize. And it's on Amazon. So everyone have a great day until you uh, see my next guest again next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Achieving Your Child's Potential podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Whenever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to dynamislearningacademy.com slash podcast. You may also contact me if you need tutoring assistance for your child. I may be reached at helen at dynamislearningacademy.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.